is George. And this is Donna. And this is currently with, with George, George and, and Donna. Donna. <clears throat> oh, you have a little bit of a cough? No, I don't. You sure? Yeah. Let me see your papers. It's just allergies. <laughs> Today we are talking about the mass well, hysteria on coronavirus. Coronavirus, a.k.a. novel coronavirus, a.k.a. COVID-19. COVID-19. Shouldn't it have been COVID-20? Because it's 2020. When did they discover it? 2019. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Anywho. They don't categorize viruses by mass hysteria. Oh, you're right. (laughs) They sure don't. They sure do not. So, last time we talked to you guys, uh, we said uh, we flew back from Florida. (laughs) Guess what, brothers and sisters? We just missed the hysterica flying back because hysteria. I said hysterica. Mm. Well, that's a pretty name. Hysterica. Yeah, you Um, think so? Yeah. um, Anyways, we just missed it. Well, we were just ahead of it, I should say, because we flew back on... Like the 26th mm-hmm. or so of February. And listen to us. Listen to these two goofy youngins. Our biggest concern but way back then, you know, four weeks ago almost, was, oh, we missed all of Mardi Gras. Oh, mm. because Mardi Gras was on the 26th of February. And we, or no, the 25th. And we flew back on the 26th. So, like, we missed the whole thing almost. And we're like, oh, man, well, that's all right. Next year. And then we get back here, and the dookie hit the proverbial fan. Mm-hmm. Is it the proverbial dookie hit the fan? Which one's the proverbial one? Mm. Do you know? Don't know. All right. The proverbial dookie hit the proverbial fan. I just can't stop thinking about dookie, the word dookie. <laughs> Anyway, tell the people what's going on. Uh, this may be news to you, but... Um... <laughs> I just took a sip of drink and I literally almost spit it out. This might be news to you. But oh, uh, there's a virus going around. Uh, and um, it has people acting really <laughs> weird. God help us. I'm just getting something to drink over here. <laughs> Uh, every time Donna has coughed because of allergies, I give her the side eye like, you giving me corona? And, um, he looks at me like I'm a Wuhan Chinaman <laughs> every single time I cough. Like Imagine I- you made a new friend and he happened to be Asian and be like, hey, where are you from? And he goes, Wuhan. Oh, no. And I'm you- going to say, first oh, I'm going to say, how you did rea- you get here? And you realize you had just taken the same chip out of the dip that he took <laughs> Or you can't remember, so you're trying to remember if you took it first. I'm trying to remember, yeah. Uh, Every time I call... So, every single spring, I get really bad allergies. Mm -hmm. And George knows this happens every year, but how quickly we forget. But it does really happen. Oh, side note. I tried to blame my December sickness on allergies. Ugh. No, it was the same. That was my ignorance because I should have known better because it happens every spring and I tried to blame something that happened in December on allergies, but no, it was a real cold. Yep. Uh, I know better now. It happens and, every spring. And so spring. do I. And so do you. From yeah. getting it from you. 
Yeah, I did make him <laughs> sick in December. I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. Um, but yeah, my allergies are back in full force like they are every year. And so I get a little, not to be gross, y'all, but y'all, everybody gets it. I get a little post-nasal drip from the allergies. And it gives you a little cough, like at the base of your throat, like the base of your chest, the top part. Not down deep into your chest cavity like COVID-19. But it gives me a little bit of a cough. And every time I cough, George looks at me like I'm trying to sell him a fresh octopus that's still alive located right next to some duck carcasses. (laughs) It's just paranoia that everybody has right now. They are taking actions which are good. The actions are washing your hands, using hand sanitizer. Yeah. Which I do all the time. So they're living like you now. Living like me. And, and I, I will. Pay. You know, I normally say, it's not me. You know, no, it's really not. I'm going to say it again. It's really not me. It's the Lord. Because I respect his germs. He mm. made germs for one reason and one reason only. And they do their jobs very well. And George is covering his nose right now while I'm talking. I'm not paranoid. But, uh. So, so here's a joke. It's because of those behaviors that I don't get sick very often. So here's a joke. Thank you. What is your joke? <laughs> Thank you for letting me know. What is it? So the doctor comes to me and says, you got coronavirus. And I was like, I say to the doctor, I say, there's no way, doctor, that I could have coronavirus. And the doctor says, he says to me, he says, uh, does he say it? <laughs> he says to me, he says, uh, <laughs> He says to me, he says, uh, what do you mean? And I say, I, I, I got 37 stacks of toilet paper in my house. There's no way I could have coronavirus. Did you, did you just make that up just now? No, my co-worker Who told you that joke? Lyndon. Lyndon needs to be taken back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Lyndon's an older gentleman, so I'm not going to... Well, he made me crack up, and I thought I thought that... Well, you know, I added a few lines to the oh. joke. A bunch for- of he said to me, he said, you said that a million times. Uh, I, I added some things. You know, when you're, when, you're, when you're an expert of comedy, you you know how to tweak it. You know you know how to take the situation. You know how to deliver. You know how to add a little bit of spice, take away a little bit, add a little bit more. And so I did what I had to do to, to spice it up. But, um, okay, so there's not only a virus pandemic. There's a toilet paper pandemic. And I don't know how the two connect. I don't either. Is it? Because it's not that kind of virus. You know no, the kind of virus. No, it's not a stomach virus. Not a stomach flu. Dookie virus. It ain't a dookie virus. So, <laughs> like, what's the connection? I don't know. Is it just, like, your fear? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> just people walking around with stacks of toilet paper. Coronavirus, man. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Mm-mm. You know, no one connection. of us is a scientist. There's no connection. It's crazy what people are doing, buying up all the toilet paper. There's no connection. The only thing I can say is it's a mental thing to where they think they're going to be in their house for a while. <laughs> and what do you need when you're at home? Well, your, your job's got their own supply of toilet paper. Your mama house got her own supply. Uh, you got to go to the store. You got to use the restroom there. They got their own supply. But if you're afraid you're going to have to be in your house for a while, what's the one thing you know you need more than one time a day? Hmm. Toilet paper. That's the only thing I can reason 
that why people are doing this? I don't know. And asking for a friend, it's not okay to borrow one stack of toilet paper from your job daily. Who's the friend that you're asking for? <laughs> Hypothetical. Is he you? Have you been stealing toilet paper? Do I need to go check the truck of your car? Yeah, but I have it under the uh, windshield wipers. Hmm. So, yeah. Okay, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know if it's okay or you don't know the connection? No, I don't know the connection. <laughs> It's mental. It's mental. So uh, there's a toilet paper deficiency. We can't connect the dots on it. Um, what other things are people doing that are crazy? Um, well, I have allergies real bad, but if I do this... <coughs> it's over. People leave the room. Uh, people look at me like... It's horrible. It's horrible. So, I mean, like I joked around... Like walking through Walmart with my cell phone near my face and saying, the governor said what? Quarantine for three weeks. Can't go to the store. What the hell? <laughs> that, that, that's what I, like I want to, part of me because I'm, uh, and there's people that are going to be listening to this who are like, you need to take it more seriously. I know, I know. And listen. And, and, and we should. We know that. But there's so much seriousness. You don't come here for us to tell you. How to you got to get your kids out of school tomorrow and quarantine them in your house. You don't come here for us to tell you that. You go to the news <laughs> for them to tell you important That's stuff. That's our spinoff show called Panic with George and Donna. <laughs> Current panic. Current panic with George and Donna. You don't, you don't come to us for, for instruction. There's wild dogs roaming the streets. <laughs> How do we know? We let them loose at 3 o'clock today. Good luck surviving in Chalmette, Louisiana. No. I, it, okay. All right. Going back to my allergy issue and saying, you know, every year I get allergies, but I don't get sick very often. That's really true. I'm not just saying that. George can bounce for me. It's only ever so often that I get really sick. One, one time was in December because I had to stand in line with 200 other people to ride Snow, Snow White's dog on mine train. And um, the stupid Star Wars pew, pew, pew ride, uh, which I loved. It's not stupid. Um, but you have to be in an area, a confined area, with 250 other people for an hour. You have no choice. You can't get away from them. Normally, I don't live my life like that. Normally, I do all the behaviors that we're doing now. I know. Like, it's rude of me. But I already social distance. <laughs> I don't get in people's face to talk. I constantly use hand sanitizer. I constantly alcohol swab my phone. I don't touch my face. I tell other people not to touch their face. I'm constantly telling George, under normal circumstances, don't touch your face. Right? Mm-hmm. Since we met 12 mm -hmm. years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Don't touch your face. Don't touch mm -hmm. your face. I do all those things already. So I don't get sick that often because I respect the Lord's germs. I'm happy everybody else is on board with this, with these behaviors now. Well, not everybody because there's that one guy with blank disregard for right. yeah. societal things. Uh, we were at a barbecue and there was one guy who... <laughs> I just rolled my eyes. Y'all can't see me, but... 
<laughs> he grabbed one hot dog, then licked his fingers and grabbed the other hot dog. Because, you know, <laughs> you got your plate. You're at the food station. You're getting two hot dogs. You get the first one. Well, there's yummy hot dogness on your fingers now. You got to go ahead and lick that off before you grab the second <laughs> hot dog. You can't wait the one hundredth of a millisecond. Go ahead and grab the other hot dog before you do the final lick of the fingers. No, you got to do it in between grabbing the first and the second hot dog. Obviously, right? No. Don't lick your fingers at all. Y'all, y'all. This is going to be the thing where you say, she's crazy. I don't know if I want to be friends with her. There's a lot of times that I eat foods like Cheetos, nachos. Not so much anymore because I don't eat a lot with, of carbs anymore. But With Lysol wipes? No. <laughs> I eat them with Lysol wipes. Yeah, you pick them up from the back. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a good idea. Uh, no, I do not lick my fingers. I'll be sitting on my own couch in my own home and eat something that's got a lot of... So you never divin it, divined... What? Like dove into. But what's the... Dove is the right word. You oh, got okay. it right on the second so try. So I'm not... Okay, I got dove. you. Dove. So you've never dove into like a... Like like something with your hands and you just look at your hands and you're like... Mm. No, no, I could. Oh, oh, I, or you no. went for that last Cheeto and it wasn't there, but at the bottom there was that little little bit of powder. You know that little so bit I, of powder. So I've done this before. Um, oh, there was some. Oh, you know what I like when I'm not low carbonate? I like, and this is gross, but I like ramen noodles raw. Yes. So I'll get some ramen noodles. I'll put them in a Ziploc bag. I'll sprinkle the um, salty sauce all about. Break them up. She never has to tell me she's eating ramen noodles. I can hear. I'll break it up into pieces and I'll eat it out of the Ziploc bag. Well, when I get to the bottom, there's a bunch of just plain. Let's call it what it is. It's MSG and salt left. And I'm crazy, so but I still want it. So I'll get into the bottom of the bag and I'll sprinkle it into my mouth. Or I'll hold the bag up and sprinkle it. Even then, I will wipe my fingers off. I'll be sitting on my own sofa. Nobody around. And sometimes I'm... Now, sometimes I will. If I knew... Like, I wash my hands before I eat all the time. Sometimes if I'm being lazy, I will go ahead and, like, get the rest of the salt off my fingers. But most of the times, I just wipe my fingers off. Mm. I don't need to lick them. What's this obsession everybody has with licking their fingers? Because you're missing out. It's the last little bit. It's like, look... I ran out of Cheetos, but there's just one little bit left. I'm going to savor this. Because sometimes you're digging through the bag, right? And you're not. You're, you're left to your own devices. Because bags, the potato chip bags, if you haven't noticed over the last couple of years, have gotten smaller. Have they, Georgia? Have you just gotten bigger? <laughs> and in my opinion, that's the real pandemic. That's the pandemic. Yeah. That, that's what we really need to be talking about in the media. The media needs to take responsibility. But they've gotten smaller. So now when you're, di- you, you're used to your old ways with the bigger bag, you're, you're kind of like you're indulging, you're like enjoying it. And then woof, Oh, I think I know what happened here. I think I know what happened. I think you went from, I think you used to get family, the family size bag <laughs> and you just went to one of the uh, single servings. Now I went to the family pack. Yeah, okay, so you used to sit down with a family-sized bag of chips. Now you get a small single-serving pack, and you feel like 
They shrunk. No, they did shrink. It's not that I feel like they shrunk. Okay, Josh. They have shrunk. Anyway, all I'm trying to tell you is the struggle of the rest of the us. The licking the fingers. Right. So I you, don't you, get it. And then you go it. for that last one, and you're like, hold up. All I feel, hold up. All I feel is plastic. Damn. So you got disappointment. No, because I know you, no, when my last chip is coming and I savor no, it. No, you don't. You d- I look. Are those clear bags that you're yeah. diving into? Your, your little zip, grubby hands a into? Zi- a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Is by nature. Oh no, a you do bag. that with the robin. Yeah, but I'm talking about the rest of the uh, of us. Even regular chips, I will I will peer into a chip bag. You know, I very rarely eat Boo. chips anymore. But when Boo. I do, they are a, a they are a delight, a delight. And so I peer in, and I know exactly at any given moment. You ask me how many <laughs> chips are left, and I'll say eleven. Look, everybody else. I'm like Rain Man. Whole- I'm like Rain Man when it comes to a bag of chips. Everybody else I, I lives with one. the hope that there's just one more. I know I do. So then, okay. So what's okay? Anyway, the so point explain is, to this: pick you, up the hot dog, you dive, lick your fingers, oh, grab another hot dog. Like why? Why does everybody need to lick oh, their oh, fingers all the time? Oh, I'm not really time? really defending him. His oh, okay. actions were were uh, um, ignorant. I <laughs> <laughs> apostrophe G N A N D. But um, I was just I was just explaining the struggle of the, the chip man. thing, the the chip struggle, and okay. that last little bit like, oh dang, there's no chip. But look at this orange finger in front of my <laughs> face. I, I, well, I can't leave my fingers like that. <laughs> I couldn't possibly wipe off or go wash my finger. I need to lick this. I okay. So this is what's annoying about me, and I get it. Under normal non-COVID nineteen circumstances. I'm annoying. As a matter of fact, my mother and my sister, uh, before we left, my sister came to visit, gave me a hard time at a restaurant. And they were, and my mom was like, you're just too much of a germaphobe. I don't understand why I can't touch this and I can't touch that because she drank out of my cup. And she's like, I'm your mother. I gave birth to you. And I was like, I know, mom, but since you gave birth to me, uh, 39 years You've later. You've been nasty. <laughs> <laughs> you done things don't nobody want to talk about, mama. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> um, You've been nasty, girl. No, but since you've given birth to me, you've acquired your own little, like, little microcosm of germ. You have your own little uh, germ... Uh, What's it called? Like, not flora and fauna, but basically flora and fauna. Like, you have your own little eco... Yeah, thank you. Ecosystem. You have your own little ecosystem of germs that we don't share. And I don't want even my husband or my own mother or my own sister... I don't want you to touch the top of my straw. And then I'm going to drink... So so they gave me a hard time before this whole COVID-19 thing happened... Well, who who's making fun of old Donna now? Because all the behaviors I always did that everybody made fun of me for and called me a germaphobe. Like, oh, oh, she's not going to want to eat off this fork now because I touched it. Well, I challenge you. Go eat off somebody's fork at Thanksgiving now, Tina. Yeah, that's right, Tina. I'm talking to you and Mark Wahlberg. Both of y'all. Yeah. Go, go, go eat off somebody's fork now. Donna, old crazy Donna, until the dookie hits the fan. The do- proverbial dookie hits the proverbial fan. But anyway. Um, the name of this episode is going to be the proverbial dookie. The proverbial dookie. 
But seriously, so I'm glad everybody's doing the behaviors now yeah. of like washing your hands, not touching your face, using your hand sanitizer, all that stuff. Um, but how do you feel about the virus other than that, George? After everything you've read and heard, do you think it's worse than a flu? Uh, you know, I've been uh, on the forefront of the first response team for several years now on COVID-19. Um, no, I have not. But what I heard, and uh, fact check me on this, uh, but if Dr. Drew says it, then it must be real. Um, during flu season alone, on average, 80,000 people die. No, up to up to one year eighty. So normally, up to maybe around fifty thousand people die. Last year, I think it was fifty-two to sixty-four thousand people died. Oh, so the highest is eighty. Yeah. And then this uh, coronavirus thing has uh, in the U.S. In, the, in US. the U.S. alone, in the world, over a million people can die of influenza A. Oh, okay. A, a flu season. And so, uh, what is it at this point in time? It is only 18,000? It was like from October to February 1st, already like 18,000 people died. Worldwide? No, in America. In America. From the flu. From Corona? From the flu. Oh, okay. So, what about Corona? Uh, To date, from Corona, I think there's been worldwide about maybe over $6,000 6,000 deaths worldwide. In America, I want to say there's been, um, oh, I can't remember the number. So we lost half our viewers just now because there's some viewers. um, We don't have any viewers. We've lost 100% of those from day one. That's right. We lost 100% of our viewers. And um, because of this, it's, it's controversial. Like when you hear your coworkers talking about it and things like that, some people are really like up in arms, like, you know, you know, this is getting crazy and, and toilet paper galore and face masks and things like that. And then there's some that are a little too lenient. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Touching every surface. Um, who, wait, who do you know? Have you seen anyone touching every surface? No, I'm just assuming there's that 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 person touching. Okay, off. so here here's the latest CNN headline: uh, About a hundred people have died in the U.S. from coronavirus. About a hundred. Well, about eighteen thousand since October have died from the flu. Hmm. I see. Uh, so here was my question to you yesterday: mm-hmm. Do you think? It's because of social media and that this is new is why there's this current pandemic the, or hysteria about okay. it. Okay. So. Like if we tracked every flu thing, right? Wouldn't there right. be more news? Wouldn't there be more social media? So do you think that is the culprit? So I don't think social media is the culprit because last flu season was a very high flu season. Like uh, over 50,000 people are, are suspected to have died in the U.S. alone. But that's what I'm asking about the new. Right. So I don't think it's social media because if that was the case, people would be on social media as of October 2019 going, you guys, people are dying left and right from the flu. Oh, my God. Like if they reported on the flu the same way that they're reporting on coronavirus, people would be scared to death of the flu, of getting the flu. You had the flu last year. We talked yeah. about that. Had I known those statistics, right? You I would have been afraid. I wouldn't have been on the sofa watching uh, Formula One racing. No, you still would have been on the sofa. I would have been on the sofa, Formula One racing, 
but nervous. Right. I told George last year, I said, George, it's a really bad flu season. Do not touch your face. Do not. Whatever. Guess what George comes home with? The flu. Because um, George... I'm not defiant in that. George I start licking my lips. And George cannot... My... He cannot not touch his face. He can't do it. It's a pretty one, so... It's a pretty one. He got to touch you? it. No, I got to <laughs> touch it, too. Uh, and again, he's already described to you how he, he needs to lick them Cheeto fingers. So... Um, so he can't not touch his face. So anyway, he got the flu last year. But imagine if somebody would have been telling you every Dude, day. 81,000 people die or 50,000 people die. Yeah, so imagine it day by day. Am I one of those? Imagine it day by day. Imagine if you take the up to 52,000 people that died last year of the flu and you say, and you break it down by day and you go, 207 people died of influenza A today. And then the next day. Uh, 97 people died of influenza A today and co- or complications related to it. When you got the flu last year, you would have been like, oh, no, oh, no. S- hundreds of people die every day. Like, But because they don't report on it like that, we don't get scared la- like that. All we do is rest, get plenty of fluids, you know, do what the doctor says, try to take medicines to ease the symptoms, all that stuff. Well, with this virus, they're going gung-ho to try to slow the spread of it with the behaviors that we should all be doing anyway, that it's caused this run on toilet paper. And, and the economy, I mean, it's really not doing well. Um, businesses are closed. It was like, it's like crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's... um. You know, I, I don't know. It feels like a movie out there. It feels like one of those movies where you start, like, you know, all those zombie movies where they show you from the beginning of it. It's always like news articles or news stations uh, talking about it. What was funny yeah. is, um, if you'll notice, this actually bugs me now. But if you, like, are playing a video game or watching a movie, it's right when they turn on the TV that news, breaking news comes on. Right, they never turn it on. It's like midway. One hundred thirty-two people, and anyway, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Now on to the weather. Yeah. It's never like the tail end. It's like they get the whole news. Story. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's pretty funny once you notice that. Yeah. Like you can't <laughs> stop noticing it. It's like right. when you pointed out the telephone thing, when people are talking to each other on the telephone, they never say bye on the movies. Oh. They well, know exactly when to hang up, and it's very polite. On a lighter note, since we're talking about a really dark topic, uh, I rewatched an episode of The Office the other day, and uh, long story short, like Andy has somebody, <laughs> Andy has a, a client in his office, and he goes out and he tells the receptionist, Aaron, at that point, he's like, no matter who calls, or like, um, pretend that I have a call and come in and say, I have a call. But I'm not going to take the call because I want the client who's in my office to feel very important. Like his business means more. And she goes, okay, but who's calling? And he's like, well, it's not a real call. Just say you have an important call. And I'm going to say something like, well, this client's more important. So I'll tell them I'll call them back. And she won't let it go. And she's like, yeah, but is there something? And he's like, no, just... Just come in, say I have an important call, and I'm just going to say the client's more important, and that's it. She's like, okay. He's like, you know, just just make something up. It's fine. Okay. So he goes in there, and he's with the client, and Aaron comes in, and he goes, Andy, you have a really important call. You really need to take it. Your mother died. And he's like, what? No. I, 
no, there's, there's no way, there's no way she, no, you know, <laughs> and she's like, no, she did, she's dead, the, it's the police, you need to, <laughs> you need to answer it, or whatever, and, uh, oh wait, I might be getting two, two episodes confused, he might ask you to do the same thing, but anyway, long story short, he picks up the phone, oh, I am getting two episodes confused, that's one, that, okay, funny story anyway, he picked up the phone, and he's like, no, like, you, you must be mistaken or whatever. And then he hangs up and tells the client, like, anyway, where were we? Okay, so the real one I wanted to tell you was, it was sort of just like that. But um, she's like, it's your grandmother. That's what it is. She's like, it's your grandmother. And he's like, no. And she's like, yep, it's your grandmother. She really wants to talk. So he picks it up. And he's like, uh. And somebody's telling him on the other end what to say. Oh, it was his new boss, Robert California, mm-hmm. played by James Spader. And he's like telling him what to say. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say And so he's saying it to the person in his office. And then um, he's like, he just hangs up on the other end. And so Andy hangs up. And the woman in there goes, you just hung up on your grandmother. And he goes, well, we promise never to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just got off on a major tangent, but the reason I got off on it was because you said the cliches in movies. They do hang up on each other all the time without yeah. saying goodbye. You didn't say goodbye. Well, we promise never to say goodbye. <laughs> we promise never to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing to tell somebody if you just like hang up on somebody in front of someone. You'd be like, you didn't say, well, we promise never to say goodbye. Anyway, I got two different Office episodes mixed up, but um, we've been watching a lot of the. Office I've been watching lately. a lot of Office lately, but anyways, um, yeah, back to so the so people are watching the movie. I saw a lot of headlines. Contagion. Did we ever see that? I don't know if we ever saw that. I feel like I've seen it, but I don't know if I saw it with you or at home. Or I'm not sure, but I don't think I've ever seen it. Actually, yeah. um, I don't remember a lot about it, but it's it's definitely like. Uh, one of those horror movies that you shouldn't watch now. <laughs> no, no. I don't know why people would torture no. themselves more. Oh my, I, I don't either. This is what gets me about people. Okay, say the virus was actually uh, 7,000 people worldwide have died of masked men in uh, soccer masks running around with machetes. Mm-hmm. Okay, then everybody's going to run out and watch Jason, right? Friday the 13th. Because <laughs> like, why would you do that to yourself? Why? Why do, you, why do people do that to themselves? Freak themselves it. out, you know, skeeve themselves out. It's why people uh, listen to the news. It's why the media is effective. They yeah. Skeeve themselves out. I don't know. What is it? That's an interesting thing. What is it about something scares you and you got to kind of check it out? You know, like you got to kind of, is it a control thing? Like I can, let me yeah. push myself. It's trying to be prepared. It's why everybody is buying up all of the toilet paper. I guarantee you no one's bought a single book on what leaves you can wipe your butt with in the forest that won't cause you to get a rash. No one's bought a single book on is farming. Is there such a thing? I'm sure there is. There's probably a Boy Scout book out there that shows you, you know, what you can use for what. Um, there's books that I saw the other day in the bookstore that are, and I made a joke about it on Facebook, like about farming or like urban farming or greenhouses, mm. like no one has done any of that. For all the pain, all the anxiety that people are going to bed with tonight, no one's bought a single long-term item, I'm sure. Because what do we do when the local Walmart says, okay, 
That's it. We're not restocking. We're out of everything, and we're not restocking, and good night and good luck. Uh, if I learn anything from The Walking Dead, you go from house to house. Exactly. <laughs> so, so listen, you're going house to house, and there's not a zombie apocalypse. There's just something that uh, hasn't killed everyone, but I'm has kidding. caused yeah. supply chains to not be in effect anymore. There's still going to be people going house to house. And guess what? You're still at the house. You're not a zombie. Yeah. You're there. And so that's the thing where people need to like maybe get more back to grassroots, like know how to do things. Mm. Oh, you mean like, like learn survival skills? Yeah, learn survival skills. Know wow. how to farm. Know how to get fresh We got to start watching Man vs. Wild again is what we got to do. Bear yeah. girls. Here's the thing I know for certain. You can live without food. For days. You can live without water for 30 days max. It's water. Everyone out there should know how to get fresh water. Whether you need to order something right now on Amazon that helps you, uh, like those bottles that filter things. Or you need to build an at-home cistern, like, to collect rainwater. Yeah. Everyone should at least know how to get fresh water. And it's crazy now the tools that they have. I mean, you can take a puddle of muddy water yeah, put with that one of filtration those, system, yeah, the bottles. Put one of those bottles in there, and it'll come out good enough to drink. So right. that's pretty huge. Um, yeah, people should um, be ordering stuff like that. Instead of going to Walmart and buying <laughs> up all the toilet paper, yeah, go true. on Amazon and buy yourself a filtration system or a cistern in your ba- to put in your backyard to collect rainwater. Um, there's one more aspect I want to talk about this. Okay. People who were thought they were smart, And we're going to price gouge on things like hand sanitizer and things like that. Mm -hmm. Now, just as a businessman, I'm asking, not price gouging because I don't think that's right. You know, like you remember some years ago, there was that guy who there was an important uh, medicine uh, for people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like bought the company. He went to prison. Yeah, he hacked (laughs) it up. Too much. Yeah. Too extreme. But It was like $800. Is it okay? In your opinion, to buy, look, people are into hand sanitizers now. I can get them at $8, you know, and um, I can sell them for, what's the number? What's the number that's okay right. to, to hike up and make a profit? Is $16, is 100% profit too much? I mean, um, you know, just uh, your opinion because, I mean, I have different ideas on what I would charge. Like, me personally, if I bought a 1,000 hand sanitizers, I would probably mark it up you know, a dollar or two and make that money uh, back. But what would you do? Yeah. I think that the law of supply and demand dictates which commodity, product, service can be included into price gouging laws. So there's laws for price gouging? There there are laws. Yeah. There are laws against price gouging. Okay. Yeah, there are. Yeah, like... Certain gas stations can't um, raise their gas to like five dollars, you know, crazy amount of dollars per gallon, or they'll be facing charges. I didn't know that. I yeah. gotta look into that. Yeah, yeah, there are, and so I think that the law of supply and demand dictates that. For instance, if I have a painting that I painted tomorrow and called it, you know, Ode to Corona. And painted this painting and decided, I'm going to charge $17 million for this painting. Mm -hmm. There's no demand on that painting. 
It's preferential. So the government's not going to come after me for price gouging that painting because... So it has to be a demand <clears throat> before they can consider it. Yes, it has to be something that's deemed a necessity by the public. Like, I know gas stations can't do that. Like, farmers can't do that. Farmers mm. can't price gouge or they'll fall under charges. Um, it's got to be something that is some sort of necessity so what's price by a populace. Like, it's so... I got to look into this because... My example, the hand sanitizer, not hand sanitizer, $8. Is $16 too much? Is that price gouging? Right. I don't know. We, we both should look into it, like into the particulars around it. But that guy who tried to sell off all his hand sanitizer and Amazon stepped in and shut it down, he's facing charges now. Mm. He ended up donating it all is what I found out. Mm. But um, legally, it can get you into trouble. Because if it's something that's deemed a necessity for public consumption and you've raised your prices to where it's almost unattainable, then you can, you can be charged for that somehow. I want, yeah, you're right. We should look into it and look and see what the laws are. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll come back to this topic. Um, it's an interesting topic. Yeah, so the biggest thing that I've thought about with this coronavirus, it's really shooken the world up in a way... Did you say shooken? Shooken. I think it's shaken. No, like divin and shooken. Dove and shaken? Yeah. Uh, The world in a way that is kind of like uh, testing us in different ways. And so... Yeah. You know, this could all be a drill. A drill for what? What do you know that I don't know? Girl. This could be a drill. Hmm. I did tell you that all those years I worked at the USDA, right? And I did ask you the other day, what would you do if I came and told you that it was a ruse and I worked for a different agency? And you said, are you trying to tell me something? And I said, no. Well, anyway, I'm trying to tell you now that... <laughs> that um, this is where you tell me, huh? On the podcast <laughs> where millions of people are listening. Right, exactly. And Mark Wahlberg, please do not call anybody about this. Um... But seriously, no. I this could be a drill. This could be a very well-timed drill. Listen. I don't agree I don't agree with a lot of what Charles Darwin said, but I re- will agree with the fact that he said survival of the fittest. No, he well he did say that, but he did basically say like um a pandemic is the only thing get pretty much guaranteed. I think a couple other people have said... I think Einstein may have said that, too. Y'all could fact-check me on this, but something like um, a global pandemic of epic proportions is really the only thing that's guaranteed in this life. Like, a lot a lot of... Or, or in, this, um, in this world, I shouldn't say this life, yeah. because we have finite lifetimes, but, but um, you know, the chances of a major comet hitting the Earth, the Earth again are probably less than a pandemic at this point that wipes out everybody. Like, look at the Black Plague. Like, we talked about this the other day. That just happened 500 years ago, right? Or 500-something years ago? Well... 600 years ago? So, if that happened again, like, what would people really... Oh, oh, now you're not worried about toilet paper, right, anymore. Now you're not worried about going to Walmart anymore. Now you got bigger fish to fry. Like, so it's pretty much... I would see where this would be a drill. How much are people like abiding by this because in, in doing the behaviors and 
doing what we say because uh, it's going to be a test run. For instance, do they ever have fire drills at your place of employment or drills for other things? Like everybody, no. we're going to do that. Okay, so my job, they did at the USDA. And they would say, next Thursday, from 10, sometime from 10 to 11, we're going to have a fire drill. Everybody, you're going to need to go to your stations. We're going to practice the fire drill. In school, they used to have practice the fire drill, right? Well, how can they announce to a, comp- uh, a whole country or a whole world, we're going to practice a fire drill? Uh, thir- yeah, Thursday through Sunday, everybody stay no. in your homes. They would in, never in, be in able to do it. In a larger sense, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? They yeah. would never be able to, quote unquote, practice a fire drill with the whole world or with the whole country. You can't practice. You got to really make people think it's really happening. Yeah. I, I don't know, you know. If it's like a, that kind of thing happening, but it is a real pandemic. And so Darwin was right. Uh, it's uh, like the joke I heard, which is like, uh, uh, the guy says like... Uh, does he say to you? He, sa- he says to me, he says, he, says, he says, there's nothing guaranteed in this life. And I says to, I says to him, I says, uh, of course there is. And, and he, says, he says back to me, he says, <laughs> he says, <laughs> he says, what? <laughs> He said what to you? So he told you there's nothing guaranteed, and you said what? And then he no, said no, no, what? No, 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 no. I said, hey, now I got to start from the beginning. Okay. He says, he says to me, nothing's guaranteed in this life. Uh-huh. And I said, I said, I says to him, I says, yes, there is. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, he says back to me, he says, he says, what? Uh huh. And I says, I says, I says, a pandemic. And currently, we're George and Don. No, that's not. All right, baby. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> That's not the end of this. That's we how I was going to end the episode. We cannot end the episode on that kind of nonsense. Are you crazy? No, we can't. I refuse to end For about half that. the episode, I had that ending planned. and I'm sorry. <laughs> it didn't work out. I can't. Right. I can't let you do that. So you end the episode. Okay. Anyway, so I'll end the episode by saying this. Babies, a lot of times I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. I'll admit that. Been wrong about a lot of stuff. I'm glad I have this recording. Trying to, yeah, <laughs> seriously, trying to judge what people are going to do. And guess what? People people prove me wrong all the time. Because I'll take a bit of information and I'll make a judgment based off that. And then people prove me wrong. So one thing I've learned over the years, probably mainly like over the last decade, is like people think in mass a lot differently that you think they're going to think in mass. So what I like to do is try and go, okay, what would I guess that people would do? And then try and think of the opposite thing. Because my, my go-to is like probably not what's going to happen. So I like to go to the other thing. So I think (laughs) my gut wants to tell me that I don't know, people are just going to go back to normal the way, you know, like when this thing dies down, people are just going to go back to normal the way they used to be. But I got to think opposite. And I really hope, and this is my hope for everybody, that people are a little bit more vigilant. They They don't just bounce back to normal, but they remember and they go, you know what? Like things could be worse. So we will be a little bit better than before. That's not my go-to response. That's the opposite of my go-to response. So, so I'm hoping that 
that they do to them. They're like, oh, well, you know, we'll be a little bit more thankful for all these amenities and everything that we have in this modern life, and we'll be a little bit better and make a little bit wiser choices. Yeah. What do you think? I I think it will. I think it'll. Um, it's going to go on long enough that I think it'll establish some behaviors. Like every time you see a hand sanitizer now, you know, you're like, yeah, I'll that take it. That means something. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. So, uh, by the way, hand sanitizer stock, am I right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what I wish I would have known. I know, right? Yeah. A month ago, if you had the opportunity to buy stock in Sherman or Purell, <laughs> right. would you have? <laughs> Toilet paper, man. That's where it's at. Yep. Um, well, this was a great discussion. I'm sure you haven't uh, heard any of this yet. And so if it's news to you, be careful out there. Uh, yeah, we- wash your hands. Wear some hand sanitizer and uh, stay healthy. Wear some hand sanitizer. <laughs> put hand sanitizer on and put little paraffin gloves on top and wear it. And we healthy. love you, babies. Bye, babies. Have a great one. Bye now. Bye now.